There are times when I need to use my faith to become the person that this mountain is trying to destroy. Is it the mountain that must move or should I learn to consider this mountain of little consequence next to what God wants to do? Thanks for joining us on Life Journeys, a podcast about thriving through the worst pain that life brings. With global initiatives threatening big changes to our way of life, we're going to need to activate Jesus' words about mountain-moving faith. Words That Work is the ongoing series on life journeys that is rooted in releasing revelational words of faith that will work every time and with everyone. It's about moving the mountains that keep us from the presence and goodness of God. It's about defining our life purpose and identity through encountering Him until we have the power to move the obstacles that are destroying our liberty and hope. Pastor Hardika is up next right after this. Author and pastor Terry Hardika's life has been full of struggles. He and his family have faced health and financial difficulties and have persevered in the face of terrible obstacles. However, surrounded by the fortress of God's love, he has overcome his setbacks and now teaches others that the power of the Lord can transform even the most tremendous of hardships to produce courage, faith, and character. Find his book, The Fortress and the Firebrand on Amazon or Barnes & Noble. Christians often want to use their faith to move the mountains that are in front of them, but it often doesn't work. Well, make sure that the mountain in front of you that you want to cast into the sea isn't the mountain of the Lord that He wants you to climb. There are times when I need to use my faith to become the person that this mountain is trying to destroy. Is it the mountain that must move, or should I learn to consider this mountain of little consequence next to what God wants to do? Has this mountain's removal become more important to me than the growth lessons that God is teaching me through its presence? Is my victory in God's glory dependent upon its removal? Well, all of these questions are designed to do one thing, establish what God is doing and what His will is. Let's set the scene for where we are in America and the world right now. With globalism around the corner, and the CBDC, which is Central Bank Digital Currency, ready to be introduced, the Great Reset is about to happen, and there's nothing we can do to stop it. Something is looming, but something amazing is about to unfold. When Israel was about to enter the Promised Land, Joshua had an encounter with God. They had been freed from Egypt. A generation had died in the wilderness for their idolatry and unbelief, but now Joshua had led a new Israel across the swelling banks of the Jordan River, just as Moses did at the Red Sea. On the eve of beginning their assault on Jericho, Joshua sees a man standing over against the horizon's setting sun with a sword drawn in his hand. Are you for us or against us? Neither, he says. I am the captain of the Lord's army. To put it into today's context, he might say, I'm not a Republican or a Democrat. 
I'm not a liberal or a conservative. I'm not a capitalist or a communist. I'm not here to affirm any man's ideology. Then Joshua asks the question that matters. It's the question that I've been asking for three years. It's a question that God has been answering for three years. It's not a question that implies we are on the right side or how we should take back America or when is there going to be a revival. It's none of those. Joshua asks, What message does my Lord have for his servant? That's the right response to the place God has led us today. Back then, a big battle was imminent, as it is today for us. Should we buy more food? Should we cash in our stocks and bonds and remove our savings from the banks? Should we try to expose the darkness and corruption that's around us? Should we get our kids out of the school system? Should we vote differently? What's God's message? I asked that question three years ago, and this series is his answer. A big part of that answer is this. Take off your shoes, for you're standing on holy ground. Learn how to align yourself with God's will in all that has gone on before your trials. Get established spiritually with heaven. This is not the time to fight. It's the time to get right like never before. It's time to get aligned with the glory of God and become walking temples of His presence. I can just see Joshua with his hand on the hand of the Lord as they are silhouetted against the sunset. They're about to take over the land of Canaan. It's how I felt on what was become known as Insurrection Day, January 6, 2021. As the scenes played out on the news, I was in the book of Revelation when God spoke until I literally shook like a leaf in my spirit. You've seen what men can do. Now get ready for what I'm going to do. I'm going to bring America to its knees. I can only imagine that it was like what Joshua was led to sense as he stood before the edge of holy ground. God was about to take over, and the battle would be messy, but eventually decisive. What message does my Lord have for his servant? What message does God have for his people? Take off your shoes, for this is holy ground. Israel had been preparing in the wilderness for forty years. The pain, fears, hardship, and lessons of God's glory were being learned. They were being taken to the woodshed, but it was a series of lessons that could have been much easier and shorter if they only believed God's word with all of their hearts. What of this mountain in front of us, Lord? How should I speak to it? Should I seek to use my faith to remove it, or should I seek to use my faith to become the person that this mountain is trying to destroy? Is it the mountain that must move, or is it me who must learn to consider this mountain of little consequence next to what God is doing? Has this mountain's removal become more important to me than the growth lessons that God is teaching me through its presence? Is my victory in God's glory dependent upon its removal? All of these questions really are designed to show us one thing— what God's will is and help us to establish it from heaven's perspective, 
not from my personal felt need to have it removed. Far too often people seek to use their faith to establish their will instead of God's will. They try to use faith to get him to do something instead of using faith to become someone that pleases God. Once we understand that our life above determines who we are, instead of letting these earthly mountains become our greatest influence, we are then in a position to actually see this verse activated in us. You see, it's going to take a holy people to walk on the holy ground that God is establishing. And that journey is impossible without His glory becoming a part of our lives. What's God up to? He's up to establishing our identity as people who are hallowed, set apart, honorable, and consecrated to Him. By this refining, He's making a people who are invincible, just as Israel, when they saw the walls of Jericho fall before their obedient shout. We're called to move the mountains that are keeping us from our divine destiny as people identified by the glory of God as people whose lives can only be explained by the fact that there is a God. But we need to learn that many of those mountains are there to bring us to the place where we need to be and what we need to become. Those mountains are the trials that you've experienced in the last year, the last season of your life, the last several years, and really all of your life up to this point. It's been what I call apocalyptic pain. Pain that is intended to reveal not only who we are, but who God is in all His glory. It's also the pain of this world being seen for what it really is. Our earthly trials don't determine our actions. Our job is not to remove the trials. It's to move the glory of God out into the open in the midst of them. It's about heaven's victory, not ours. It's not about running from all the opposition and affliction, but bringing the presence of God into the prison cells that have defined our spiritual geography. The prophetic word for American Christianity is simply, if you don't repent yourself first, learn to love your enemies, and learn to be more influenced by the Spirit than by your political opponents, become far more humble and holy and honest than you are now, then this nation will continue its slide into desperation. As for me, I'm declaring the moving of the mountain of spiritual apathy, carnal church growth efforts, dead religion, and phony faith claims of Republican victories. I'm declaring that the mountain of American pride is going to be cast into the sea along with those who refuse to repent of it. This is the message for the servants of the Lord as they stand at the edge of their 21st century Jericho. The Lord is not here for our favorite flavor of ideology or economy. Take off your shoes, for you're not standing on American ground, but holy ground. You can unlock the presence of God in your life. There are revelation principles that remove the mountains, keeping us from joy, hope, peace, and purpose when our world gets turned upside down. Look for these words that work with Pastor Hardica as he shares what has helped him when life got hard. And don't forget to check out his book, The Fortress and the Firebrand, available on Amazon and Barnes & Noble. Thanks for listening to Life Journeys. Find new episodes every Wednesday and Saturday. And if you're new to this series, it begins with the September 16th episode.
This is not the time to fight. It's the time to get right like never before. It's time to get aligned with the glory of God and become walking temples of His presence. What's God up to? He's up to establishing our identity as people who are hallowed, set apart, honorable, and consecrated to Him.